We know from data that we have that where, for example, a paramedic or GP is thinking, okay, well, this patient needs to go to A&E, just having that conversation changes where the patient goes 83% of the time. Welcome to Tech Talks, the podcast brought to you by Nash Squared and hosted by myself, David Savage, that's been bringing you the latest thinking from technology leaders for over eight years. So, Akish, um, this is going to be an alarming start to a podcast, but you, you, as you know, the listeners don't know, I was in a car crash last week. You were? Um, uh, I'm fine, as was mm. everyone else who was in the car crash, but my car was written off. Mm. Um, just to say, because, you know, sense of pride, it wasn't my fault. I was driven into the side of, which was slightly surreal. But um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, both cars were written off, in, including the car that was driven by um, the, the other guy who, who was on holiday from Canada and totaled a brand new hire car, which um, that's not a good thing to do on holidays. Is it? No. Anyway, look, the, we want to remember. the point about this is that obviously ended up going to hospital. Mm. And when you get to hospital, you then get triaged. Or no, you don't even get triaged initially. You get seen by a nurse, then you get triaged. Then you go through to A&E, then you wait around for ages, then a doctor comes to see you. And at each stage, you kind of have to say, this is what's happened, this is what's going on, and explain it again and again. And unfortunately, we all know, services are pretty stretched, mm. and it can take a hell of a lot of time to get to the point where you're seeing someone who can genuinely go, right, this is what we need to do. It's quite yeah. frustrating. It is. Correct. And today's podcast is with the founder of uh, Synapsis, Owain Rhys-Hughes, who is also a surgeon and is trying to fix this problem. Hmm. Very um, good. Have you, have you, you've, you've unfortunately, I know you've unfortunately through family members had some time in hospital of, of, of late. It can yep. be pretty frustrating when you're trying to get to, to, to someone who's got some expert, expert knowledge. It can be. And, and I've been in hospital myself. And yeah, it's just the telling of the same thing over and over again. And you may miss something and then they go back and ask, like, what about this? And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, forgot to tell you about that. And then it opens up another million and one questions. And sometimes you're just sort of fed up of talking. Like you just want to, yeah. you know, you just want to get seen, get some treatment. And I know, you know, it's part of the process and it is part of the treatment plans that, that doctors need to give and whatnot. But yeah, it's just annoying. Um, yeah, and yeah, very, and very. And it's no fault, no fault of the specialists. It's just no. a difficult system and and imperfect at times because I suppose it's so organically grown over time. But the reason why I mentioned the car crash in particular is um, you will you will hear in this interview that he talks about the fact that this is about giving um, specialist knowledge to people in the field. So you might mm. get seen by a GP or a paramedic or a nurse. And the thing that happened with 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 me a couple of weeks ago was the first people who were on the scene were two nurses who happened to be passing and they were able to give me lots of lots of insight but they're obviously not connected to a specialist and they were like you just got to take yourself to hospital and then they can try and help you and then at hospital you're telling the same story over again synapsis are a comms platform for clinicians to share information so that if you're the paramedic you can talk to a specialist whilst you're in the field which means that when you get to hospital you're going straight to the person that you need to see because the communication is in place. Mm. And and it would just boost, I think it would boost the time for patients to get seen. But also, I think it would just be, it, it's a platform where you could kind of come in and actually uh, you have a respected sort of medical advice. Do you know what I mean? Rather than 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying paramedics do this now. They don't Google what's, you know, one person's driving an ambulance and they've got someone sick in the back of the ambulance. Like, obviously, they're not Googling things. But, you know, just those few minutes or, or instances, they could have a huge impact. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not in the medical field, but, you know, that, that could have a huge impact on someone's life and care. So... I think I think the, the the initial care that you get and making sure that you get the right care quicker is the thing that can impact the patient experience and outcome in the long term because we all know like we all know that that with strokes and with other bits and pieces around, mm. you know if you've been in a bad crash and you and you have initial injuries the quicker that that you can get the right care massively impacts how long Absolutely. it takes for someone to recover it's weird actually I've been listening on the radio there's 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 a um an ad at the minute running on the radio or it might be alongside podcasts i'm listening to about young people and strokes and how strokes can happen to young people at the minute so there's obviously raising instances and people probably not recognizing conditions because they're, mm. they're not the kind of stuff that you expect to get at certain ages or whatnot mm. i mean that sort of stuff you know i'd consider myself a young person and it's just it's also the education around it right it's yes yeah. we just don't know, think because because you don't think it's going to happen no, absolutely. And, and it's about, you know, the education around what to do if you're around someone that could experience a stroke, you know, what, what, yeah. what sort of, you know, who do you call? What do you do? You know, how, how best can you act in that first instance to then make sure they get the expert care that they need? So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, I think something like this is very, very good and, and it should be talked about and shouted about more personally but which is why they're on the podcast not correct i'm saying that you know we're obviously not the bbc we should be. no no wow don't know if they'll trust us on it to be fair with our <laughs> with, with our other views uh if you listen to uh the podcast go listen to our library and hear our real views <laughs> is it, that makes it sound like we've got some like really Agenda. bad, bad catalogue. No, we, we don't. We don't. have a bad bad catalog. sorry <laughs> i've really not sold it have i have no. I? no no no, no, I, no. i'd, I'd no. say that we are we're a pretty we're hilarious. bunch. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, go with yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, we're a liberal, non-filtered, funny host. Reclaiming woke, oh, woke as a positive term with a bit of humour in the way. No, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a weird rabbit hole. Anyway, yeah. this is Thursday's show. Uh, as I said, our guest is Wayne. He is founder, synapsis, and a surgeon. Um, and he's got a med tech solution that hopefully can help elements of our health service work together. Akish, thanks for, for taking some time to introduce today's show. We'll hit play on the interview. So joining me today is uh, a wine, Reese Hughes. Uh, you are the founder and CEO of Synapsis. Thanks for giving up some time to chat to me today. Great. Thank you. Great to be here. And you wear the dual hats of being not only a technology entrepreneur and founder, but also a surgeon, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. I was, I was a surgeon first, I guess. And then... Saw a problem. Yes. So look, let, let's start there. Um... What is what is synapsis? And I suppose with that is what what is the challenge or the, the the problem that you are trying to solve through founding synapsis? Yeah, so synapsis is a uh, really a communication platform that makes it easy for clinicians to communicate with one another and share information. And you know, it's a really simple concept, but the impact of that that has on-patient care is, 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 is quite profound, really. So the ability, for example, for a GP or a paramedic or a nurse who's seeing a patient out in the community to, you know, within seconds, be talking to 
a specialist in that area and for them to talk the problem through together, you know, explaining what the patient is telling them. The effect that has on, on patient care is, 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 is quite profound. So, so for example, we know from data that we have that where, for example, a paramedic or a GP is thinking, okay, well, this patient needs to go to A&E. Just having that conversation changes where the patient goes 83% of the time. So you can imagine, you know, the knock-on effect for, for them personally, so that they don't have to, you know, turn up to any wait to be seen there, somebody taking their story from the beginning. Um, rather than that, they're going, you know, if they, if they do go to hospital, the team at the hospital already know, you know, what the problem is likely to be. They can start to put a plan together for that patient so that when they arrive, everything is quicker and more tailored to, to, to that patient's requirement. And you were a, a head and neck specialist as a, as a physician, right? So I suppose this is born out of experience of maybe people, you will come into you and there being a, a lack of clarity around whether or not people should be coming to you as, as, as a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an uh, ear, nose and throat surgeon. Um, and part, one area that, that we cover is, is head and neck uh, cancer, for example. So I, I did a lot of work in, in that, that area. But yeah, but, you know, there was many things, many problems that I, that I kind of saw with the way the system was organized. And the, the fundamental problem was that the, there was this huge chasm between what we were doing in the hospital, uh, trying to deliver, you know, specialist care and, you know, clinicians in the community who found it extremely difficult to access our services. You know, at that point, when I, when I was starting my training and, and during my training, the only way they really could access specialist care was to write a letter on behalf of their patient, and then the patient would be seen several weeks later in the outpatient department, right? And it sounds bonkers that that's how, how the system works, but that's how it did work and, you know, for, for, for many years. And that had huge knock-on effects for, for us and for, for patients. And, and um, an example of that was we would run, like every other, uh, you know, head and neck department, we would run two-week wait clinics. So clinics where is, is they are made for rapid diagnosis for patients suspected of, of having cancer. And we'd see, you know, dozens of, of patients in each of these, these clinics. And we knew from data that the chance of them being diagnosed with cancer was less than one in 10, you know, ac ac across the board. So there's very low risk of them having cancer, but they would have waited two weeks for that appointment. And it was often the case that had we have just had a conversation with the cl clinician referring them, we could have come up with a better plan for that patient. So, for example, you know, if you have a lump in your neck, one of the things you absolutely need is an ultrasound. You need a scan of that, you know, before you can even, uh, you know, diagnose this. It's just one example. So we would always think, you know, why don't they just have the scan and come with the results? But the problem back then was that, you know, clinicians in the community just didn't have access to, to organize those things. They effectively had to send the patient in 
to see a specialist only for that scan to be organized. And so that's one of the things that Synapsis is, 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 is really having an impact is, is streaming, streaming, streamlining those pathways for patients. So, you know, for example, a GP would see a patient with a, uh, a skin lesion, they take a picture of it on their phone, send it to a, spe a specialist dermatologist who reviews that. And they say, you know what, this does look suspicious. We do need to take a biopsy. So rather than see the patient in the outpatient, what I'm going to do is organize for them to come straight for that biopsy straight away. So, you know, something as simple as a conversation can really, you know, either reduce anxiety for the patient where, where they don't need, you know, to be on a, a, a suspected cancer pathway, for example, or on the flip side, speed up diagnosis, right? Um, and, you know, one of the things that, 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 you know, really motivates me as well as improving care for patients is also improving kind of the working lives of clinicians. Um, because one of the big frustrations in the, in the uh, NHS and one of the major things, you know, contributing to, to burnout is that, you know, clinicians who just want to do or deliver the best care they can, they, they're just frustrated by the way the system works. You know, they, they think, well, mm. you know, I'm wasting my time really seeing all these patients and all I'm doing is organizing for them to have a scan just to see them again. And it's, it's, you know, when you have so much demand on, on, on your skills, that kind of thing that wastes time just is really demoralizes people. So, you know, that, that's one of the major things as well as improving care for patients is really allowing clinicians to deliver the best, best possible care they can. I suppose one of the perverse outcomes of this might be that people who reach that appointment where it was one in 10 had cancer you might find that maybe one in five have cancer but at least you know that the people making that appointment are a higher risk and therefore the system is more efficient and i suppose there is less wastage do you do you have kind of data around the efficiencies that you have been able to save in the system and therefore help people get to the care that they need quicker and i suppose as, as you're pointing out waste the time less of, of physicians who who are in the system as it as it stands yeah, so we, we have lots of data on, on the impact we're having. Um, and, you know, so so the major concern, right, is one concern is is um, patients going into a emergency pathway like that where they don't need to be worrying. But any wrong pathway the patient goes into will delay the start of their treatment. But the other side of that is all the patients who end up in diagnosed with cancer who aren't on that pathway, right? So they're on some other slower pathway. And we know that one of the major problems with outcomes in cancer is patients presenting with very late stage tumors, where if only they would have presented earlier, they could have had a, you know, a, a less invasive treatment or had, had better outcomes. So there's, there's two sides of it. And for example, one of the one areas we deployed for, 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 for dermatology, the weight in that area to see a dermatologist face to face was 52 weeks. So if, you know, GP saw a patient and thought, you know, we, this patient needs to see a dermatologist, they'd have to wait 52 weeks to see, see, see that person. Now with synapses in that area, just by the GP taking a picture, send it to a specialist, that's 
turned around within 48 hours. So it has a dramatic impact to access for every patient to, to specialist care. Now, the impact that has on cancer, for example, is that if, if the GP makes a mistake, right, and thinks, actually, you know, I'm not sure whether it's cancer, probably not, I'm going to send you to the slower pathway, it's going to take 52 weeks before you see a specialist, right, where at least with 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 synapses, within 48 hours, there, there is a an opportunity there for to have a conversation and think, you know, what do you think? Does it look suspicious? Should I be should they be seeing sooner? Should we be taking a biopsy? So, you know, just opening that access has has a has a, a huge benefit in terms of uh, reducing the risk of of you know either mistakes being made or delays in 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 starting treatment. Now, I suppose there are only so many specialists in the world and they might be in different time zones and it might be sometimes difficult to get hold of them in real time. I was at a conference a couple of years ago where I was talking to a company that were working on imaging and they were using artificial intelligence to um, have a look at at x-rays and the like to try and make quicker, uh, more accurate diagnosis um, based on expertise that they were able to pull into the system. Could the same be applied here that... If you are a GP and you need to have a conversation that streamlines the system, perhaps that specialist isn't available, but you can somehow harness that in a in a chat functionality like the natural language processing platforms that we're seeing springing up to to try and improve uh, the, the the efficiencies within your own within your own business and the products at the moment. So you know, I think there's there's definitely a huge amount of of potential for 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 AI. Um, uh, you know. Just to go back to, to to your opening point, I think you're absolutely right. The the problem is uh, manpower, right, or, or people power, is is that there isn't enough uh, specialists to serve the demand. Right, healthcare is becoming more complicated, and it takes time to train specialists, and there is not enough. So there's not enough. Uh, in the NHS, we know there's not enough dermatologists, there's not, not enough uh, ophthalmologists, for example, and that's having a, a huge demand. And, and those who are in the system are having to work extremely hard to serve the demand that's there. So different ways of working definitely has a place. And, you know, as I've described, one of the ways that Synapsis is helping with that is allowing uh, specialists to work more flexibly. So, you know, they don't have to be in a particular room at the same time as a patient. They can review the case, you know, somewhere remote, you know, in the in the UK typically in this case, but they can be working, you know, remotely and they can work kind of asynchronously. For sure, there's lots of interest, and there has been for a while now, on the impact that that um, artificial intelligence machine learning could have. Now, when it comes to diagnoses like this, the threshold is very high, right? You can't, you have to know that if you're replacing a specialist with some form of technology and algorithm, they have to be absolutely accurate. And we're we're getting there, but we're certainly not there yet when it comes to image interpretation. It's gonna take, um, you know, clinical trials and so on to, to really replace a specialist. But having said that, you know, we're working on tools to help in that process. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of really understanding what 
the a let's call it artificial intelligence what what is the robustness of the data that that it was trained that's what it comes down to and you know if you do employ it it has to be employed with enough safety and enough um uh, protections around it so that so that you, you know you can rely or at least it, it's there's some there's enough checks in the process so that mistakes aren't made um but where I think there is a lot of excitement now, I think, in uh, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, for example, chat GPT that everybody's excited about is how that can help um, clinicians do their work quicker. So that is really exciting, I think, in, in an area that, that, that we're really excited about. Could it be that something like chat GDP could act as a triage for rural medical practices you know if i think about uh, where i live um we have limited numbers of gps uh appointments are very hard to get hold of uh, obviously i take your point about the threshold having to be very high but i suppose if you're trying to triage patients and work out who you might need to see who might need to have access to those appointments quicker than others i suppose there, there might be some use there right uh i'm not sure to be honest with you i i'm i'm uh, very cautious about <laughs> the, the potential uh, ability of even something that looks as impressive as ChatGPT <clears throat> to replace a clinician. I, I just don't think we're anywhere n near that. No, no, of course, I not know, your place. I know that's that's where where all the all the hype is, but um, <laughs> I think I think currently for for the for the you know state of the art as it is now, you'll always you won't you know, it won't replace. A clinician. It may. I think what what it's likely to do is help them do their work, um, you know, more efficiently. And I think that's an exciting area, and that's an area that we're we're looking at. But when you come to re replacing, it's like, um, for example, you know, um, driving. Right. So there's automated driving. Everybody's excited about it, but actually having cars without drivers in them at all, which is basically what you're talking about. If you're saying, just replace that doctor with a, you know, with, with, with a, a bot or something, you're actually, you know, what you're talking about is removing the driver from the car. And that's exciting in concept, but frightening in reality, right? So, um, so I don't think, I don't think we're going to see, you know, driverless cars anytime very soon, right? It's sure, maybe in the future, but there's a lot of, we're definitely not not there anytime soon. Exactly the same with just, just to say, I, I I am not advocating replacing physicians. Don't worry. <laughs> I was merely thinking maybe some some very simple basic triage, perhaps at the beginning of the of the process. But look, I, I think I think it's interesting and, and a good point that you make there. As as a final point, you obviously started as a as a as a medic as a as a physician, and you've moved into the world of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, uh, your your uh, company, Synapsis, has been earmarked by PwC as a fast growth scale-up, shaping business through scalable innovation. How scalable is this? Because I suppose what you're building is not limited to medicine. Whilst it has been built to fix issues in medicine, I suppose if you're in legal or in architect, you're a builder, you're trying to get access to specialists all over the world, this this has, has resonance in other sectors, right? Uh, potentially, potentially, yes. But, you know, we're so busy, I'm so busy, so excited about uh, solving the, the problem 
you know, for, that we're working on for the NHS. And, and, you know, that is a big problem to be going after, right, trying to solve. And that's taking, you know, certainly all my time and uh, all the focus of synapses is, is on that. So, yeah, you know, it's always uh, tempting to think, you know, what, what else, what next? But, you know, the truth is there's lots, lots to be solved uh, in, in, in this space. And, and that's absolutely what we're focused on. And, and, you know, the more we get into it, the more impact we see we can have on, you know, the way clinicians work and, um, you know, the way patients are managed <clears throat> in the NHS. Um, uh, and, and that's kind of our focus. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I think obviously many people listening will go, Yep, that makes a lot of sense and recognize the need. I think, you know, so many people being touched by a lot of these awful diseases now uh, could recognize the need to, to get people to, to treatments faster and streamline the service. So I hope it continues to go well uh, and good luck for the rest of the year as, as we kind of plow on into 2023. Great. Thank you very much.